Mm. Oh, will you fucking stop? First of all, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> Japanese. <laughs> Y'all are infidels, that's right, rise and praise, because we're back on top of the monetized mountain here at YouTube, Hameen, twitch.tv slash Hameen Media, and channelattitude.com for those who can crack the code. It's the Monday Locker Room with the veteran cypher master himself. He's a Rick Rogers guy, and so am I, here on the Monday Locker Room. Your law. <laughs> oh, fire it up, fire it up this morning, you guys. Glad to be back in the studio with my man, the Vizat, ready to break it down and kick off your week with all the wrestling bullshit that you can handle, man. But uh, good to be with you. Attack of the bald heads this morning. You're looking good, brother. <laughs> That's right. It's getting, it's coming in a little bit on top. I can never take it fully down to the skull. I, I can't do it, but Me uh, neither. I do, I do have to accept uh, fate and reality. So uh, yeah. this is, this is my compromise, but no, you uh, wear it well. We both got uh, round domes, so we're not, you know, cone heads mm -hmm. or nothing like that. It looks good on us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i can't go uh bick it all the way to i'd take them down to number one but it seems like weird it's growing it seems like it's growing back in quicker than or so maybe hey well maybe my hair is growing back but i don't know it still feels pretty <laughs> pretty nothing right here or maybe horseshoe mm -hmm. genetics is onto something else what do you <laughs> yeah, think we got be. some extra formulas in there for you <laughs> bonus. Maybe I, dude to be honest with you, if you could do it maybe i would do a chia head of weed seeds walk around with Ooh. a giant weed fro you think i'd look <laughs> good with just, that <laughs> just break people off on the street yeah sure <laughs> yeah yeah oh man but uh it was uh it was a good weekend man i mean a lot of cannabis um i i only, i'm always like moving in silence seems to be the way a lot of ceos go however i'd like to be doing shows on the process but i feel you know we're all weird fucking performers i feel like that might jinx it for me or like things like that where i'd be more emotionally invested because of the show and that's the worst thing you can do in business uh you know is have those type of reactions so uh yeah. but hopefully uh you know we just revise the lease and uh maybe as soon as this week nah, so uh, keep a fucking uh hope out there for uh hmg to to get the cannabis moving to the next phase and then it just seems like dominoes are going to fall and things are going to move even faster. So that was cool. And I actually uh, got invited to an awesome country club. Uh, might have been Mar-a-Lago, might not have been. Uh, me and Triple D dipping donuts. Uh, I uh, I followed him there, actually. And uh, we played in the member guest tournament. And it was a good time. Got smoked by every team. <laughs> I just couldn't put my game together. But uh, we had a great time, man, and more uh i've never played 45 holes in 24 hours that's a lot man for me even 18 is a lot so but it was a it was an awesome time and i almost <laughs> i won closest to the pin i was seven feet away i was probably about on a 240 yards 
I was about four inches away from a hole in one where I would have won a free truck. (laughs) (laughs) But the only saving grace of that is the two teams that were in the lead that absolutely smoked us that were wicked good. They were right ahead of us and they were just got off that hole and they watched it come in and they were all like (laughs) at the edge of their seat. Like, oh, I couldn't see it, but they were like, it fucking missed by that much. And it was rolling perfectly, dude. So uh, at least some redemption in front of the boys in the locker room, I guess, is what it came down to, man. But I'd have a highlight reel for ESPN, and then I'd drive it, get on the green, or seven. I was seven feet away from the hole, three pots to get it in there. <laughs> I can drive it 240 yards, almost put it in, three pots at seven feet. That's the fucking, that's the most torturous game there is on the fucking planet, man, because there's nobody to blame but yourself. So, uh, it was a good time with fun in the sun, and I don't usually get to do that kind of stuff because, uh, uh, you know, we're on the road a lot of the time, so I miss out on concerts or graduation parties and shit like that with friends and family. And uh, but but that was a real cool experience. A plus, uh, I mean, food, drinks, everybody was just super cool, and it was a great time. Uh, something I remember from this summer for sure, forever. Well, it sounds like you had a very fun and productive weekend. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. How about you? Did you do anything cool? Oh, oh no, goodness gracious, no. Just uh, <laughs> holding things down at the installation, yeah, the West Coast wow. installation, trying to survive this. Um, so you know how uh, you know how the uh, Cobra had the uh, weather dominator. Oh yeah. So I, I'm I'm trying to look at a more focused tech, like heat suppressor or something like that. <laughs> okay. Maybe that yeah. maybe that Mr. Burns block out the sun tech, you know? Like yeah, yeah, right, right. Something well, on that. So we're looking that's into legit a few things, what's yeah. going on right now, right? That is a plan that's on the table, and it's not like the Simpsons didn't predict everything a thousand times in the future because they can. So they have some scene of the predicted future, um, or inspired. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I really believe that there's so many things that are on the nose that there is some. Hey, Matt Groening, you're on the inside of uh, uh, of Hollywood with this show, and you get to look into the magic mirror uh, on the wall and see these things, and then predictively program and put them into your show because they're just too goddamn on the nose. I mean, comedians, uh, obviously, I think are one of the highest form of intelligence of that level when you've got improvisers writing your show. Uh, But uh, that, that shit's just too on the goddamn nose too many times. One thing that was sad, but good too. I did. So that yesterday was just, or uh, Saturday was just crazy because I got out of that finals of that tournament. I had to go back for the awards that night and dinner. And, uh, but as soon as I got home, checked the perimeter with the dogs of war, make sure everything was good there. And uh, as soon as I sit down, I get messages from uh, the Empress, the queen to be like, where are you? Uh, all your friends are here. It's the memorial. One of my, my good buddies, uh, father, you know, passed away and it's just how we are. It's a generation, you know, seventies you know, and, and whatnot. It's going to happen more and more. But uh, I actually got to see guys that were my best friends from like, <laughs> third grade all the way up through you know what i mean that came from all over the place so even in uh though tragic not tragic it was, a, it was he had a great life uh you know uh kind of a hometown hero guy uh baseball coach all that kind of stuff to all of us you know so to, to, to walk into the bar and even though i only had an hour to like dudes i only get to see 
be like going in an OVW reunion for us. You know what I mean? With mm-hmm. the boys there. And they like, we wouldn't yeah. miss a step. It'd be the same thing with you and Debo and all that. And we'd be telling stories about BKNY and <laughs> all mm-hmm. that shit. You know what I mean? And still, yeah. so it, it was a very, uh, I, um, moment in the moment memory based a lot of emotion and, and uh able to let my hair down for for a weekend after conspirers taking my belts uh you know that that had me stressed out and them hit me in the face with cakes and whatnot so uh, I just like to not to be like oh my weekend was the shit and, and share some personal stuff but those right. moments are very important to me because a lot of times for years my sacrifice our <laughs> sacrifice we miss out on things like that you know what i mean so when i get to have them happen right now they almost are like what stick out more in my mind than anything so well i really enjoy the fact that you know Hami media group is a chance for me to bring the ovw reunion here absolutely because we can't have one or if it's just not it's it's way too much to ask of people to get together and i don't even really want to do that but to be able to get people that i haven't talked to in so long and bring them on and catch up with them and just you know whether we chat about phony wrestling or whether we just chat about whatever but to you know just to to get those people back there and let them know you know like letting guys like timmy baltimore know that i didn't get to talk to as much as i wanted to um you know uh silvio like you mentioned having victor come on you know, yes. all these guys just and, and a bunch of people I'm forgetting and people I'm still working on trying to get, you know, hey, pop in, you know, when you get a chance, I'm going to do something with uh, Man Beast again here soon, hopefully. So, you know, the, the stuff, right. stuff like that, like you, you, you want to not only um, here, here's, do that. Sorry to interrupt. Here's another OVW working, brother. We working, on hammer, also, working on the well. hammer. Also yep. working on the hammer. This is I blame. I put that on big Ray. This is big Ray's fault that the <laughs> hammer's not able to, but, uh, but, but yeah, that's another one, you know, just like, uh, that's, that's the best part about all this. Even you and I've been like, we never really talked that much before we've already talked hundreds of times more than we ever did back in OVW, just doing the last couple weeks of Monday locker rooms. But, um, but that that's just that stuff is much more important as you get older you start to realize if not only the not only the time you missed when you thought you had forever but like it feels as though time is slipping faster like so it fast. actually moves faster you so know fast. like when you were a kid the elementary school clock it seemed like it went two minutes back before it went one Dude. forward and yeah. now it's and, and and christmas took all day for you to get to open your presents or whatever yeah. but now now it's just like what it's it's summer's already halfway over i don't i just i thought we just got out of you know just started spring yeah. Yeah, and yeah, just that that time keeps on slipping, 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 yep. right? And and that's a great uh, point, man. When you're little, it just seems forever. <laughs> when you you said that clock, it just went that. that. <laughs> yeah, like, why did boy, why was that built into every elementary oh, school clock, dude? Just as a fucking awesome rib. That's an awesome rib. <laughs> oh, uh, that's why. Uh, and and now, man, it's just gone. Uh, the days rips yeah. by absolutely the months rip by so uh you really gotta that that was my point and you you summed it up perfectly acknowledge that moment and, and appreciate the people around you and uh, i hope you guys are too because even if you do live a hopefully a long and full life uh you're gonna have people who have it taken from them at a very young age as well and uh that 
is a hard lesson to go through uh, to be able to appreciate how fragile it is, you know, and, and, and Floyd passing away, uh, you know, the guy I loved being at the end of the bar, having a beer and being a local guy. And, uh, and he brought the boys together. So what more can you ask for? You know what I mean? Even in your death, you bring the boys together. That's uh, if he's, if the spirits around us or whatever you believe in the energy or what have you, like, uh, that's what, that's what they would have wanted. So I feel like Mm -hmm. everybody played their part. You know what I mean? In the big send off. Uh, but, uh, we got plenty of wrestling ahead of you guys. So, uh, I mean, uh, raw last week, they actually did decent work. Uh, which makes me believe that there wasn't a lot of last minute changes because what they set up in the beginning tied in, in the end with run-ins and business to get over and then SmackDown and uh, didn't have much continuity. It was a strange show this week. And I'll break that down with Stevie. AEW with you know a 20 minute FTW opener I mean Taz I think is pretty much booking and writing that stuff but the FTW belts and ECW hold over to just try and get those kids over and then we have a 55 minute glass get your shit in on bed and nails da 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 and you're in the Blackpool Combat Club as an honor to the guy who left you <laughs> holding the bag and went back to NXT and WWE it's just like what are we doing, man? It, it was a strange week of wrestling last week. Um, people asked me about Collision. I, I have, to be honest with you, I haven't watched one episode because we've got uh, Chris Ams, DJ Mass Effects, The Vet, and then plenty of other HMG staff, thankfully, on our new HMG Wreckage show, which I got to upload uh, this afternoon. They just sent me it yesterday. So uh, you can get the Collision review there. But uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens tonight because usually when Raw has one decent show, then you're in line for six weeks of what the fuck is this, you know? Yeah, there's a little something for everyone out there, I guess. Um, The funny thing about, you know, we we talk about Vince a lot and his interference with these shows and and you know what we what we get pieced out to us by different sources about oh this is going on backstage and this is how people feel and this is the mood this is the vibe that we have backstage and all these things and it always makes me wonder i'm just i'm just thinking out loud but like when you think about vince and the way he sold i mean it's not finalized still to my knowledge but it's the the deal is basically in place and it's going to be done and the WWE sold. Like if you're, if you're willing to part with your baby like that, like, why do you care about raw? You know, like if you could give up your entire life's work and just say, here you go, endeavor 9.3 billion, please. Like if you're fine with that, why can't you just let the shitty TV show go? Why do you have to have your hands in the pie? Just, just let it go. Or, don't sell it keep it continue to monopolize it and lord over it and do all the micromanaging you want i i can't reconcile the two the two things they don't make sense to me because big ray post you know master of the meme big ray hernandez coming soon to the pierce austin network never forget (laughs) yeah yeah the never forget hashtag never forget and it's vince's tweet 77 years old time (laughs) Time to retire that's been a great run (laughs) then now forever together and here we are pushing 70 dude he's gonna be was that last year's tweet or two years ago so he's 77 feel, his birthday like is the, last year yeah it's like so he'll dude his birthday's the day after mine so august he's i'm 23rd he's 24th of august 
And so 78 years old, still with his finger on the fucking nuclear button at all times, playing the same politics. It's a very narcissist. I mean, you're at the root level, you're talking about massive narcissism and power addiction that, and also defining yourself through your art and your product. But yeah, but you, but you gave it up. That's the thing. Like that, that's, that's the, that's the incongruous part of the equation you, but did you really you just sold out but you still have power and control because they don't want to deal with the bullshit so they keep you there because there is value and they, they had that conversation is there yeah. more value in us starting fresh or keeping it because vince mcmahon is gonna die someday his mother lived to 100 so we might have a fucking 22 yeah. more years yeah 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 so yeah. that's what that's one way to look at it they looked you, you, at it as like as long as he's not foaming at the mouth, shitting his pants on TV, which wait till tonight could happen, uh, that there's value in him, more value in him being alive. We'll give him the money, but, you know, let him run that until we have to have a vote of no confidence someday or no, no continence. I, so. I get it. I get, I get their end of it. But yeah. again, I just have to keep going back to like, he had the company, he had all the power and he, whatever, regardless of whatever he set up for himself, whatever, whatever backdoor deals that he made or undisclosed things or all that stuff, you still relinquished a portion of the power that's way bigger and way more significant than who's writing Monday Night Raw. Right. <laughs> like but, that's, I mean, that's the I, part that's why why would you give it you had it all why would you even even on a surface level why would you want even if you're the shadow you know boss why would you right. still want people not to perceive you if it's the ego why don't you want people to perceive you as the one that's got the world in his hand why do you want why do you want people to perceive you as just another guy because that feeds into what you're saying about is this guy basically on borderline of being senile so we have to get him out of the public eye it's not about that it's about he's admitting that that's the case or he's going along with it just like he was going along with whoever told him time to retire which he should have said fuck off i'm not retiring shit i don't care how many allegations right. there are these are these are all the none of the stuff really adds up like when you look at the individual pieces there's here's one piece that's kind of the silent and unsung one even though well maybe they won't maybe i'm sure he, they will but maybe they won't fuck them when it comes to stephanie and shane being given the fucking crown and scepter right they don't have that anymore and right. it goes back to the pat mcafee show where he asked about the kids and vince is like oh, fuck those fucking kids <laughs> like you know pretty much but will they inherit 9.3 billion or will he leave it to fucking <laughs> the martin luther king college fund you know what i mean like right. what if he even fucks them out of the billion dollars not that they, they're not multi-millionaires already themselves right but you know are you gonna leave them the empire of money and that's the possibility so they can go on and you have generation you know mcmahon 40 years from now whatever declan's kid is gonna be his president you know what I mean? You can fund that build out that way. Maybe that's what they're that's looking to, to do. Like, all right, we came from the trailer park. We became emperors of the world. We rub shoulders with the top fucking people on every continent and everybody knows our brand, uh, but we're still never going to be given the reins because it's carny, but $9 billion maturing over 40 years with two generations in between and a legacy 
very much that we're seeing with uh, JF RFK right now, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of heat from their family came from Irish mob bootleggers <laughs> to get into the fucking presidency to the point of shaking shit up that they fucking smoked them. And then they, and even the grandson plane crash wise. And now here we are with like a reboot generation uh, version three. So it's well, interesting. Yeah, all that all that being said, now imagine all that stuff Ben just said, and then imagine him being like, Well, goddamn, I gotta write Shane Baszler's promo. <laughs> Points. I don't trust well, anyone else to do that. No, well Only that's this, that well, yeah, he doesn't have to worry about the presidency down the road. He's just gotta make sure that nobody gets over now. So mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. until until uh, AI takes over and writes the entire show in uh, probably 30 seconds and and he's like, ah, not bad. Let's run with that. I think they've <laughs> already, I think they've already experimented with it on NXT. Oh, yeah. But if you want to hear more about that, then check out yeah. the next level wrestling review with myself and Big Ray Hernandez every Wednesday, eight AM Pacific, eleven AM Eastern, live. Yeah, definitely look forward to hear your all your guys' take. I think you probably already did it for this week on Dominic uh, going back down to NXT and really popping a big rating. I think they did like seven twenty six, like two hundred thousand over, one hundred fifty thousand over what they usually do. And, uh, you know, more ring time for him and flexing on those guys isn't, isn't a bad thing by, by any means, but, uh, that was the big, uh, NXT shot of the week this week, uh, that they were talking about. So I don't want to stooge it off there. You guys tune in the next level review. It's up now on channel Yeah. Oh yes. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, weird. Uh, I was on twitter uh, as i will be some days and luke radowski of we are change.org uh actually got a, a whole of team youtube youtube and uh had something reversed and remonetized and the the person in public was very hum more human maybe maybe it's ai <laughs> more human than the lefty judges they all hired right uh, and I was like, wow, if Luke's getting shit fucking reversed, cause he's, he's way more hot button than the horsemen were, you know what I mean? Maybe not maybe more well known when we are changed. And, um, I was like, Hey, uh, I've been trying to get remonetized. My channel got demonetized two years ago. I didn't go into the fucking adpocalypse and all that shit. Nearly four years ago, I got demonetized. Um, and, uh, they're like, well, uh, go into this and, and reapply to And within, it says it takes three or it takes a month usually within three days my channel was remonetized uh so i don't know what's going on with maybe it's the bud light culture and all that kind of shit of they saw 30 million dollar 30 billion dollar drop-offs and target and all that shit right maybe youtube with the woke now everyone's going to go anti-woke and they're letting people be remonetized because they know that's the way society's shifting or what the way they want it to shift the way they want the salmon to swim upstream so it is so if you're watching us here on youtube this morning you can super chat or bit me chat super bites yeah something (laughs) Something. you know and i know super chats for youtube bits for uh, twitch yeah yeah so i just wanted to put that out there i saw a lot of people were donating last night to uh russo when he was live so Mm -hmm. not trying to shake your pockets uh you know just for hmg because a lot of that money goes right back into channelattitude.com to pay the bills man which just had to do with podbean but uh, i was shocked that youtube remonetized me a that fast and uh b that on twitter you it actually felt like i was talking to somebody who gave a fuck and and looked at it so because they they had me send them my url so i figured maybe they just went in and were like remonetize this fucking guy when he gets back on 
Well, you say Twitter, but do you really mean X? X, yeah, yeah. X gonna give it to you. What about that? Yeah. What about that? I wish it was something to do with that, but it doesn't look like it. It looks like it's just more generic, but. Right, right. Well, he likes SpaceX and and uh i'll i'll put this beef out there too and and it's uh the bank is the one that really have come through i haven't seen the money gone from there but i'll have to double check um when they were re- when they were doing sell blue check marks for 8 bucks right um i sign up for two of them one for hmg and one for uh another client that i have and horseshoe genetics with so three actually and because that drives you to the top of the, you know, algorithm. And those are com- more commercial accounts that I need to have up there. And my personal one, I don't, because then you're just kind of a fucking mark trying to buy celebrity. You know, if, if it's got fucking value for the brands, I, I definitely don't mind spending that money. But um, they, they redid their back uh, and they redid their back end. I, I redid it. Uh, and I was trying to re-sign and update the card and it charged me a thousand dollars because it, it put on there automatically the one for media company. And I was like, I just didn't see it hit, hit fucking. Okay. Instantly took the G out of the fucking account. I was like, what the fuck? Flip it awesome. out, you know, go to the bank, the bank fucking puts, the the cash back in there but it was charged by x corp <laughs> like it couldn't have been any more evil and innocuous mm-hmm. and uh you know then they go to fucking battle for it or what what have you but that was like a six in the morning oh i gotta fucking get this before it you know and great way thousand to bucks, but dude that fucking was a straight heat on the nuts right there there's no doubt about that uh but he's obsessed with the x stuff i'm sure there'll be plenty of conspiracy uh stuff going forward that way yeah well we'll see what happens but it's uh yeah it's gonna be a serious issue to take such a known brand and just be like no nah, none of that anymore it's this thing now and i think yeah. a lot of people are gonna there may be an exodus yeah that well, points um yeah they keep trying to say meta's gonna be the fucking thing right like that was last week's hype and nobody's everybody signed up or people did sign up just to lock their property down and it hasn't done shit yet nobody's over there on that fucking app talking uh but we're talking here in the youtube chat room this morning good morning to 25 uh waking up with us uh appreciate you guys so but uh, y'all, uh, let's uh, get to some headlines. Van, unless there's anything else you want to cover in uh, your life or the world or anything. Nah. News, rumors you yeah, got to spread. We can start some rumors about people. Let's start a rumor. If I think of a good okay. one, I'll, I'll throw it out there. But yeah, hey, I'll start a rumor. Fucking Stevie Richards channel needs to get monetized on YouTube. Bring in his new wrestling analysis channel. Make sure you're subscribing. I've been oh, yeah, watching videos. Cool. He's ro- dropped 22,000 views already and climbing thousands every day. Yep. And mm-hmm. the WWE stars he's talking about are reaching out to say thank mm-hmm. you behind the scenes and asking his opinion. This is, and I should take this note for myself of how to be constructive and positive, but I would say I'm an East Coast loudmouth New York asshole, but he's a, a Philly guy, so I can't use that excuse, right? But uh, he he's, uh, he's, you know, beloved by everyone, and it really feels like a master class in wrestling with brevity and 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 all that uh, mixed in i really think he should be doing these breakdowns behind the scenes for nxt like tape review where he watches it and goes through this that and the other 
and guys are interested in, in what he has to say, real workers, because they respect mm -hmm. him for having a fucking 30 year career. And uh, and how he delivers it is very palatable, not insulting, with good constructive criticism and entertaining at the same time. And they're probably pumped that somebody's taking the time to fucking a veteran to to look at their stuff mm -hmm. and say, I like it because of this, or maybe we need to pay a little attention. We can be safer on that. So make sure you're subscribing. And I hope that channel gets demonetized because he was like, oh, yeah. ah, should I do this for a while? And it, it took some time to get the production because he put so much effort into his production um, laid out. But you can subscribe to it on patreon.com uh slash uh stevie richards probably <laughs> i don't think it's stevie richards wrestling analysis it's on it's there, but no it's just it for patreon it's just stevie richards and okay yeah, yeah. um but the thing but, the thing about it is um you know it, it'll probably be monetized by the time you hit end broadcast today we'll probably yeah, already yeah. be there so it, it's yeah. it's well on its way he's got original content for youtube that's separate from the patreon so mm -hmm. if you just want to get the stuff for free and go to his channel, you can do that and you can get extra, longer, more in-depth stuff on the Patreon, which is well worth it, especially any aspiring wrestler should just be signing up for it, assuming that you can afford the tiers, which are very reasonably priced, you know, three, mm -hmm. five dollars, you know, whatever it is. And, um, you know, the, 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 the best thing for me personally is I like seeing Stevie talk about wrestling and enjoy it for a change yeah because yeah. i've been listening to you guys for years talk about wrestling and you know he really doesn't uh and you neither one of you i mean or russo or how could anybody how could anybody be enjoying or entertaining this stuff it's mostly just getting your intelligence insulted for between yeah. you know two and five hours a week so um it's good to see him doing something that he should be doing that it can help a lot of people, but he's also enjoying it. And even putting that effort into the production is something that I think he enjoys also. He enjoys he the challenges it. and learning it. and all those things. So it's great to see somebody, anybody do something that's not only constructive, but it's fun for them to be constructive and useful and all that stuff. So I can't recommend it enough. Uh, and everybody I, should I think at you least should have, check it out. I'm going to tell him this. He should have a $5,000 tier on Patreon. And just send it, send the links to HBK game or whatever it is and say, I'll, I'll do NXT every, for, for every month. Then you're only paying them 1250 a month. Right. And that's more than you got $9.3 billion. You can fucking cough up an extra 1300 bucks a week and wow. let him fun. Like he doesn't have to go down there. He just does his shit. And then that's well worth it. Four episodes for five grand to fucking for them to all sit there on tape review on Thursday afterwards and, and, and be like, here's what Stevie or, you know, whatever they're going to do it Monday if you give them time to review it all. And everybody comes in and does that. That's that's a master class education, bro. And I, I'm just like you said. He's a, well, he's a tech addict. We know he's got a big microphone addiction. He can't stop, get enough microphones. So and, he, and he's a self-taught producer with alternative softwares like DaVinci Pro and uh, Resolve and all that kind of shit, man. So to watch him put the uh, Blue World Order studio together and then produce that kind of content as well as every other thing that's his passion, pff, you're living the life of a true artist at that point as far as I'm concerned. In 2023, there's no better definition of being a digital artist and you're not trying to be an influencer. You're just fucking showcasing your knowledge and passion. And that's what uh, he's doing on all his channels. So y'all, uh, Stevie, you know, and some people say, uh, 
His name is Stevie Richards, and he has a conditioning and training program. Oh yeah, there's that too. Phenomenal. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, that's the guy, man. That's the fucking guy, Big Brother Stevie. Uh, Dr. Stevie, whatever you want to call him. Uh, L.A. Knight, let's talk about him. Uh, He reportedly has management support, but backstage approach is a concern. Uh, As L.A. Knight's popularity continues to rise, there's belief among fans you being next in line for the Austin Theory U.S. Championship. That ended up not being the case on the episode of SmackDown this week when Rey Mysterio won the Invitational 4-Way that also involved Knight, Sheamus, and Cameron Grimes. Um, despite that, uh, it said that he was looking for a push uh, late summer into fall. There's sources that say uh, McMahon, yeah, has become Time a release of, push. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, we marked yeah. it down our calendar when we're going to start caring. Now we'll give a fuck about him August 28th. Who uh, has become a fan of Knight, while Triple H has already been considering his usage on NXT in 2021. Uh, being brought back to the company. However, the report does state that Knight has a history of rubbing people the wrong way behind the scenes, as well as being, quote, bad at backstage politics. Even though he may not give off the great first impression to everyone he meets, his crowd reactions and social media popularity reportedly put him on management's radar for potential push after SummerSlam on August 5th. Um, that This is, I mean, obviously they're going to push him, and this was one of the choices where it's like, Let's test them. Now, there's a couple things here that you can look at it objectively without being like, see, they're fucking with them, which Marks will, and they, they may be. But Austin Theory is doing pretty well right now on the mic. I think he's had good matches. I like him at, uh, at the booth. And if you want to get him to the next level, Rey Mysterio is a big rub. If you had him go under to L.A. Knight, a heel can take a loss and fucking – use that going forward but maybe they're looking at bringing both of these guys up at the same time and it's not a fuck him let's play politics and see how he deals with it because that could be it but i it might not be let's get them both over theory goes uh with ray and goes over in a heel way and then uh or it's actually going to probably come down to santos escobar and not ray to be honest with you but that's on the table too and the more that L.A. Knight doesn't get put over by the officer, isn't like the obvious winner, the more people are going to want him to win the big one. And this ain't the big one right here, this fatal four-way to get to the U.S. title. So he's not really hurt with the loss. It is head-scratching because they're making him the focal point, and you wouldn't have handed the Rocker Austin a loss out of nowhere in a fatal four-way when they were getting hot like this. So they're kind of breaking their own model that way. There's a lot of... If ands, what's nuts and butts in this one? You know what I mean? They don't like him, Ben. I know we're talking about that management that's got a calendar that they've marked his push on. They don't playing, fucking like the to guy. this. Uh, he doesn't. He's bad at backstage politics. We'd push him, but he doesn't know how to play the game the way we want to play it. So fuck him. Like that's such a weird caveat of like. Well, they he's, they know you know you know that they just there is no game to play. They just change the rules so that they can always be right. If some guy gets over doing something like the first time anybody ever saw. <laughs> Eli Drake is an awkward douchebag, says John Hartnett. I get that. I get I get that people I get that people feel that way, right? Like I understand exactly what John is saying here, even without having known that he was gonna say it. 
and I've never met him and he can, he can, I, I, in interviews and things like that, that's how he comes across at times. Um, but regardless, uh, you hired him, you, you, you hired him, you're paying him. You could just flush your money down the toilet and not have him on TV at all. If that's what you want to do. So since he's there, why don't you just get the most that you can out of him while you can just, you know, squeeze him dry for everything that you can get, but they're not even doing that just because they don't like him because he's an awkward douchebag or whatever, but it doesn't matter if you're an awkward douchebag or one of the nicest people in the world, like Stevie Richards or whatever it is, they don't like you. They're not going to do anything with you. And that's just a fact. And the first person that ever saw him acting like the rock and stone cold, Steve Austin, and a little bit of Ric Flair and everybody else that he's influenced by, not that there's anything wrong with it, but the first person that saw that automatically had heat with him. He's like, who's he think he is? White Rock? And then, you know, it's like Kevin Nash is only six years late to the party making his comments that blow up, yeah. you know, everything on social media. So, yeah, well, let's let's go back. You can go back to Eli. I, I, and I'm not trying to be like me, well, I, but I am like me uh, <laughs> because I thought you were leading that because that goes back to his debut on Impact Attack when or Impact when Ray and I were hosting together. And we were watching it, and he took right. over the he took over the Ken Anderson spot. Whatever happened there with backstage yeah. heat, and th- you saw it right there. Like it was even more blatant there yeah. than it is now. How do know? you how how do you not see it? So it's yeah. just everybody everybody here is just now catching well, you, up. You to- don't see it. You don't see it because it was on Impact, and not a lot of people were watching. <laughs> not a lot of people saw it, but anybody <laughs> who saw it saw it, and that's yeah. that's I guess that's the point. Is like. That's why you come to Hami Media Group because we, we've got it five years before anybody else. But uh, so, it, as uh, Hans and Franz would say, uh, "Hear us now and believe us later." But uh, either way, you'll yeah, you'll you'll get there. So the point is, nobody there likes him, and they're just going to keep doing this. And and they they they're wiping their feet on L.A. Night. They're going to continue to do it. They they think, oh, but look, we gave him a promo and he got a big reaction. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if he loses the match, right? Well, it does kind of matter eventually. And they're wiping their feet on Rey Mysterio too. His, a win against Rey Mysterio, a program with Rey Mysterio doesn't mean nearly as much as it would have like, you know, three, four years ago or whatever it would have been because yeah. they know that they've got him over a barrel so that his son can have a job and they're enjoying torturing this family uh by making them look as stupid as possible and getting the minimum value out of them on television so as long as dominic can still continue to do his false positive heat uh stuff on television they can do whatever they want to his dad and beat him with anybody they want the only person la Knight even beats is ray mysterio that's the only person he's ever beat on television is the guy that they dislike and had a longer history of disliking more than la Knight for being over and they're mad at him for being over and being small they this is just how this is just how the wwe management works Awesome, sorry sorry spot no you're you're spot on and it's crazy that the stooge report includes he'd be over if he was better at backstage politics but because he's not that's why they're gonna test telling on yourself telling on absolutely and telling on uh, my man kevin mar this morning says hello and congratulations on being remonetized ben and vet our first super what is it sucker super 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 chat super 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 chat super sticker of the day he says super hello to sticker. the whole hmg chat out there you guys i That's appreciate right. you kevin for being such a yeah love great kevin. supporter good homie. old kevin yeah man definitely a huge uh, channel attitude 
soldier in the trenches every day with us here, man. For I sure. bet he would push LA night. Yeah, <laughs> somebody's got to. Uh, let's. Oh, see. one other, one other thing man. before we move what? on, Ben. More of a general thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you being in entertainment and the various aspects that you've been in theater, improv, wrestling, and all this other stuff, right? You are very familiar with the idea, the sort of the cliche concept that the people that are talented sometimes are the ones that ruffle a lot of feathers. Like there, there's almost like it's not, it's of course there's exceptions. Of course there are. But, you know, generally people think that on the sliding scale, like as the talent goes up, like the, you know, the maintenance, you know, maybe the maintenance goes up or the chill goes down or whatever it yeah. is, you know, and you got guys like, you know, we're talking about HBK and Triple H and, and these kind of guys that, you know, they're, they're, they're a big sort of like, who the fuck is this asshole think he is type of contingent, you know, so like, that's a familiarity breeds contempt type of situation as well. Like they see a little bit of themselves in him and maybe they don't like that. And do you, do you think that any of that plays into it? And, and how often have you found that to be true over the years in, in the entertainment that you've worked on where it's like, man, this guy's so good, but God, he's, he's a lot. Yeah. There, or, there's or always, yeah. And it's usually not the heels. It's the the babies in wrestling. In wrestling. Yes. Of yeah, course. Yeah. Yes. But you can liken that to almost everybody in acting. To improv is a was a strange animal because you have to work your ass off to get just like OVW. You know, we're all in the trenches learning together, and then you kind of graduate and shoulder up to the next level mid card performers until you get to the real big dogs who are coming back and have HBO deals or they're on mad TV and shit like that, you know, or like, uh, uh, I forget his name. He's got a thing on Netflix right now. Uh, but it's like a sketch comedy show and it's all very strange and funny. Tim Robinson, Tim Robinson. Uh, Yeah. I think you should leave. So yeah, he's from Cook County social club, which is a team that was during my prime (laughs) at IO, like we would open for them or be on the same showcases. And then when I look at that shit, like sometimes I get the, the little diva in me gets triggered. Like, fuck, I should, I, I, I love my wrestling career. I'm not going to say I don't, we are like, where would I be if I would have just stayed, stayed improv? Cause I was at that level of getting the, you know, cattle call for, to go in front of Lauren Michaels or whatever the fuck. So I'm happy for all those guys. And, you know, my buddy, nice Peter, Epic rap battles of history. They've made their own way, you know, him and Epic Lloyd. Uh, but there's a lot of bullshit that goes along with it. And a lot of leaving your friends kind of in the dust until you can come back around and be like, you know, Hey, good brother. I'll be like, yeah, put me in a rap. I know how to rap. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, uh, that, that can breed jealousy for those who get left behind, and those inside the bubble who run the power structure at the top of Improv Olympic and Second City are kind of the ones who get to grant the wishes, right, to put you in front of the people to go. Now, there's guys like, um, let's say, Tim Baltz, who's on the Righteous Gemstones. I don't know if you watch that or not, but he plays he plays the the husband, the, the kind of goofy husband of the daughter, you know, like he's a, a feminine type of character. But he's he, when it needs to be, he's the the show stealer tim balls is one of the nicest guys i've ever met in any fucking you know performance medium and when guys like that succeed 
anybody who's jealous or tries to tear him down, it, I, would, that I, if I would hear that, I'd know the problem is with that person. Because if you know that guy, that he's opposite of like scene stealing on purpose, opposite of politicking to get his own way, being in the Cobra Kai cool kids club in order to get over. So when dudes like that fucking hit it, we all feel like we all made it when, when Serena gets signed or anything like that, you know, we, we all felt like we all made her Santino or somebody, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and that's, those are people I'm always going to cheer for, but there's other people who keep getting the shot over and over and over again, because it's somebody's buddy, because it's somebody's wife, because they were somebody's kid and they never chopped wood, carry water to get to that point. They might have all the talent, and they they understand the craft, but they're missing the one piece, which is the drive that fucking, you know, brought you to that dance. And you can't fault them if they were handed it to them through nepotism. You can't choose who the fuck your parents are. But some kids were prepared to be humble and accept it and work their asses off. Other ones just think they're it's owed to them. And you when you feel that, you're like, oh, what the fuck? You know, or, or people put them over from having a great improv show and they're like, I'm next to go to Saturday Night Live. <laughs> and it usually never works out that way because people just are like, oh, yeah, fuck me. Fuck you. <laughs> and they're just waiting to say that, you know, because mm -hmm. there's there's only what. In wrestling, I mean, with cons company, 200 spots, WWE, 80 spots, uh, impact, 40 spots. Right. And so roughly you're looking at about 350 spots in wrestling, maybe NWA, but that's not paying the bills full time. So 350 spots, how many workers? <laughs> well, the Ten. workers are the ones that have to prop up the stars that you're talking about, whether it's nepotism right. or, or whatever else, or just that the other kind of drive, which is that willingness to step on people to get what you want, that a lot of people just don't have the heart to do. So they, they accept those, uh, you know, they, they, they're, they're happy and grateful to get those, like those supporting roles on the righteous gemstones or whatever it is, even though they might deserve a lot more or could do a lot more. Um, yeah. that that's another piece of it too. So I guess I was just wondering like, where, where does LA Knight fall into that, uh, sort of, a sort of a scenario where he's at right now. It's tough because he's taking a beating from the veterans calling him out on being inspired by other acts that he's kind of hitting it to on the nose from, but he's on the climate change and that's what Vince wants to see, you know, and he goes out there and sticks the landing on his 22nd bing, bang, boom, and uh, goes in and doesn't hurt anybody. You can't ask for much more than that. And if you lay down and take the finish with a smile, as opposed to being like, yeah, why am I losing right here, pal? I'm on a hot streak and, and being a bitch about it. And that, that's the test. Everyone's always testing you. Everything is a test in wrestling. A, a hot topic this week. And, you know, I've talked to the guy and, and had a good conversation with him. And I don't know. I, I think I was on air maybe once with him. I'm not even sure. But the Larry Dallas controversy off of K100. Then Disco's going to shit stir the same way Nash does. They all come from the same locker room, same era. And it's how are you going to sell or really no sell what it is? And, and 
you know, CQA, a guy who had a couple of day drinks and uh, his words get away from him. I'm guilty of it too, running my fucking mouth and, and not shutting up sometimes. You know what I mean? But we could uh, do a whole separate show on the Larry Dallas thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wanted. Well, you know, well, I don't want to burn uh, bridges there either. You guys can check it out on K100 and, and everybody's talking about it. And when you hear it, you're like, fuck, dude. When you hear somebody failing the test, it, it hurts, bro. You know what I mean? Especially as a worker, you're like, oh, stop, shut the fuck up. Oh. <laughs> you just take another one. They just keep stabbing themselves. And what does Conan do and fucking Disco do? They either just poke him once to set him off or they lay out and just let him go because they know they got him. And mm -hmm. that's not nothing to do with like, I'm going to get this guy. Fuck it. That's just wrestling 101 of like, let me hook one and fucking reel them in because that's what those guys in i would say even pre-90s probably 80s 70s this who knows how long this could go back to the 20s of circus times of how carnies worked of testing somebody to fuck with them to think to see if they're over and then the wine tells the truth right is that what they say mm -hmm. uh and and uh that was a very tough clip to listen to if you're inside the and business. it was a clip the clip yeah. was like 15 minutes uh, supposedly <laughs> yeah. they said it was an hour he did that for an hour so if you're on the oh, patreon bro. for k100 patreon go check out an hour of larry dallas saying interesting things uh they're interesting, <laughs> yeah, interesting because they're interesting because he does raise some interesting conversation topics too like debate yeah, topics i don't know I when you're when you're fucking like i said <laughs> when someone's uh in a condition it's tough to be like oh, well maybe they are telling the truth because their guards down because of uh whatever they're imbibing in but uh i don't think anybody even i know larry's been in the ring and shit like that so it's not like he's a dirt sheet writer who hasn't been there no but, no 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 he's you not, know but, he's not on that he's not like a we're not we're, yeah, when yeah. we're talking about Larry Dallas. We're not talking about a fucking Nick Houseman or one of yeah, those yeah, type yeah, of guys. Yeah. No, dude. no, no. So not a Sean Ross Sapp who's been never, in the ring with Hollywood Denise Salcedo or right. whatever. Like, ne never know. would you or I, you know, just based on our etiquette and training, go to an Al Snow or a Russo and go, you don't fucking know shit. You're a charlatan. You're you're a fucking car salesman. What the fuck you? You don't know a shit grifter. about Mexico or Japan. A grifter. <laughs> you don't know shit about Mexico or Japan. I'd be like, yeah, because that's 5% of the market. <laughs> like that's the, like, if you're into that little niche, that's cool. But until anybody at the fucking bus stop can name the top five guys in New Japan, None of them mean a motherfucking thing because all those same people would know Mankind, Triple H, Rock, Hogan, Austin, <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, but, those, but those guys are from damn near 30 years ago now. So this is what I'm talking about. When you bring up interesting points, name, this name, is where name, the conversation name guys name Japanese guys from 30 years ago. Well, I can do that. But what's the difference if you don't know, if you don't know? Over. But the point but the point is, uh, here's the, here's the thing. You say 5%, 5% to who? America? America's not the industry. So in Japan, those guys are very important. In Mexico, those guys are very important. And the American guys, not that's as like important, important, although in, still important. That's like being important in Rhode Island to me. They're going. That's like going, Rhode Island fucking is the 
point of the world that fucking everybody should be well, yeah. watching. You're not gonna watch their you're not gonna watch their town hall meetings or whatever, but you but if you live in Rhode Island, that shit's important. But that's that's the and thing. We like, don't we don't live in Rhode Island. And that's the whole, to like judge that. Like, you don't know what the fuck the school board in Baltimore is talking about. You're a fucking idiot. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, like that, that, that's, that's the level of that conversation. No, the, 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 com the conversation is, is the conversation is if you don't care or know what's going on in Baltimore school system, why are you commenting on it? Is the point. I, well, it has nothing to do with whether it's important or not. If it's not important enough to you, then don't talk about it. But obviously it's important to somebody if people are bringing it up. So it's not the same thing. It's not a one-to-one -one comparison. It, the other stuff does matter. Comes down to this. Well, sure. <laughs> That's what it comes down to when you're talking to a lot. When you're, when you're, it's got nothing to do with analogies of school boards or Baltimore, or what's over in Japan or Mexico. When you're talking to a fucking made legend who's been in this business 20 plus, 30 plus, 40 plus years who's been on the pay-per-views, who's been on TV every week. You don't fucking go talk out of the side of your mouth and go, you don't know shit about this business because they are setting you up. And if you don't know that you're in the middle of a test right now and you're failing it, you, you probably, you might not, you shouldn't be in the locker room really, to be honest with you, because it's a oh. fucking problem because you're just making, you're going to have a cringe existence kind of going forward. Unless you're just trying to get over with Meltzer and them and get a job with AEW, then it was the perfect thing to fucking do. Uh, but but when it comes to talking to anybody, dude, you know that it's a high school baseball player going to a major leaguer, going, you don't know what the fuck you're doing up there at the plate, you fucking idiot. Look how so, you hold your back. So so what should we do? So so let's just close up the locker room then, since we're not on these people's level. Let's just not talk about them then. What 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 kind yeah. of a what kind of a <laughs> Uh, thought process is that like people can say what they want to say um that's kind of what we do here and just because yeah, but you're not doing it directly i'm not bringing on somebody if i've got fucking shit for vince mcmahon i'm not gonna go he's fucking a megalomaniac and then like cue vince bring him on like i'm gonna tell you something motherfucker <laughs> like you can have your commentary but this is direct at someone who's built the business that you eat off of and to show that very little amount of respect and it's the same reason why i probably shouldn't have gauged with fucking lost sheep to lost shepherd and body because i know they won't step up to to pay it off but they they want to talk that shit like they're the fucking like they know what's going on i'm lowering myself but to, to even acknowledge what their fuck they're doing but after they disrespect russo and other legends like that I got nothing to lose three of them, so I'll draw a line in the sand. But even when that happens, you can see vets like, what? Why are? Why is Hamid selling for these fucking goofs? Because I want to smack them around and fucking make some money on WrestleMania weekend. That's the main reason. Uh, but uh, you know, well, you're that, a grifter, Ben. You're just a grifter. I'm a, I am a grifter. I'm you know. You're a great. You're you're great at what you do. You're a great grifter. I'm I'm, joker, I'm in with the I'm grift. A smoker. Yeah, I'm a joker. I'm a smoker. I'm a midnight toker. I play my music in the sun um, with you, vet. And, um, you know, that, it, it's interesting. I, like I said, I'm not here to be like F this guy. And and, and you, you can tell that uh, he's not in a sober I think, state. I think, I think the important thing to take away is that 
regardless of the situation, he shouldn't have got drunk and popped off. But I'm just saying some of the things that he's saying are worth revisiting in a more respectful manner where you're not accusing people of grifting, <laughs> I guess, perhaps is the is the main point. We can talk about these things, but there's a there's a way to go about it, a, a decorum, you know, a, a level of respect. But there's yeah. some interesting issues to 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 have a civil discussion. It's hard to have a civil discussion with Glenn sometimes, but I think Larry Dallas should kill a fifth of fucking Jack before every show. <laughs> <laughs> probably their it, best ratings ever right yeah uh, that's pretty good do you think larry dallas should uh be a manager and they re redo uh, uh grift garrison and that's all they grift do is garrison. Hmm. <laughs> yeah it's just uh, it's just a bad it's just a bad yeah, sting bad. with a instead of paul newman and robert redford yeah. <laughs> uh sean michaels you might have heard of him uh yeah we can't we can't talk about this let's move on to something else we're not on his level uh baron corbin being brought back to wwe nxt brand so that's what's having the opportunity to do Uh, okay all right we'll move on to something else baron corbin's second story uh his sad gimmick was in wwe was only supposed to last for two weeks uh he appeared on Corey graves after the bell podcast and he commented on advice he received from john cena uh then the other thing that really stuck with me is that john has preached which I think has helped me in my career immensely is how do you take what you've been given and make it the absolute best you can? Uh, that process he goes through when he's handed a promo. Okay. I see what you want. And okay. I want exactly like this. Okay. How do I make this the best so I can absolutely make it? And it's kind of one of those things. You see a challenge. We all get promos. We all get opportunities. We all get things we want or may not want to do. How do I make it stand out? How do I make it amazing? How do I take this and turn it to gold? I think Sad Corbin in his prime was an example of that. When Vince asked me, when Vince tasked me with that, I saw it as an opportunity to change, show character, and just add another level of uh, body to my work. Uh, it was only supposed to be like two week thing, and it ended up running for months because I went all in. <laughs> uh, Ribs on you, Baron. Commit. Yeah, commit <laughs> to the bit. Um, I like that he said this because in, in other recent ones, he's been like, I'd like to see the reiteration of the lone wolf just trying to throw something against the wall when he knows none of that shit stuck the first time. Sad Corbin stuck for the first time because he committed in a way we've never seen anything else, whether it was, uh, you know, Game of Thrones, Corbin, Constable Corbin, lone wolf, Skullet Corbin, uh, Boxer Corbin, whatever the fuck it was taking everything away and now what do you have if you were on skid row that was where the commitment was eating fucking bologna sandwiches stolen out of a dumpster you know that shit was great and they even though they got more weeks out of it there was so much fucking fruit left on that tree to be picked and they flipped them the happy corbin to get over mad cat moss and do fucking dad waka waka jokes that you're not playing a reality and you're going for the joke and the punchline. When you play the reality, the comedy is 10 times better. Uh, that comes out of the dark situations of having a character that we follow. Once we start doing, isn't that funny? It's not funny. It's fucking stupid. And it's insulting to our intelligence and your popularity and our emotional investment with you dwindles very quickly. And I would love to see him not get back to the sad Corbin thing because there really isn't a great track for that. Now we'd just be beating a dead horse, but we need to find something that he can 
commit to a bit that way that's going to be emotional because he's shown that he can do it even though they fucked it up and cut it short let's find something else i laugh because they they literally handed this man dog food <laughs> yeah <laughs> like when we talk about chicken salad and and uh and lemonade you know they handed this man cans of dog food so um you know the baron corbin to me it's not so much that uh and surprise surprise i didn't like any of the stuff he's ever done but you didn't like the sad corbin down on no, his luck it was, it was ridiculous it wow, was absolutely that, ridiculous and like he had the same it. level of he had the same level of performance that he had for everything else which was bringing me to my point i never thought baron corbin's problem was the commitment to the things that he was doing it's just what usually happens at the wwe when they do something and they're like, eh, we're not doing this anymore. Deal with this now. And then he's like, uh, okay. And then, then we do this and then it's like, eh, eh, we're not getting over. And then he's like, okay, well, what now? And they're like, oh, okay, let's do this. And then, then he actually does, they, they actually like what they're doing. So like with the sad Corbin thing, it was just a case of he popped somebody yeah. and uh he was trying to take his advice his own advice that he was saying there like okay i know what he's what he's really saying is this shit sucked but i had to make the most of it that's what right, he's saying right. which means that he knew it sucked and he didn't want to do it but he just did his best and when they saw that when they saw that he was doing the thing that they liked for him then the rib is that they had to keep doing it because it was amusing them even though he was probably being tortured at the time like i have to spend well, they're, they're so my valuable tv time yeah you're doing fucking game of thrones three years after it ends like that's when we're gonna yeah. launch it you know exactly like not, we're, we're lucky it's only it's three not. years behind right so so for that so for that it's, it's one of those things you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't if you half-ass the bit they're gonna make sure you don't see any tv time if you commit to the bit and it's terrible then you're stuck doing a terrible bit for years and years sometimes so it's like look at what seth rollins is stuck in now i don't think he really wants to be doing exactly this but somebody told him he has to do it and yeah and you got the beard and everything so it's like so we work ourselves into a into a rib here and uh, and and that's that's just one of those unfortunate things about uh, the business that uh, we have to deal with but everything he's saying is correct uh, you have to you you still gotta inter, at least entertain yourself and hopefully you can entertain others but like yeah. um yeah. it's just unfair the amount of dog food that they hand these people well, I mean, and tell them just get this over like it's almost like it's almost like they're they're it's almost like they're expecting them to fail and so they give them like they they give them the death you know the the death gimmick or whatever and then when it, they yeah. you know like big veto or something like you're gonna wear a dress he's like oh yes i am yeah, and watch yeah. this and all of a sudden it's like we don't like how much over you're kill. getting with this so exactly. we're, we're get off of television so you yep. can't do anything right you, you just uh, you know you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. That's a great point, Vet. Because they love their alliteration or whatever. And who who in any meeting you go, Constable Corbin's gonna get over? Like it's fucking our town where he's got the fucking hat yeah. and the nightstick. Good That's evening. The only thing missing. Misses. Yeah, yeah, dude. Good evening, folks. Uh, all's quiet around here at Raw. Like and do you know what and do you know what his terrible. do you know what he's doing well in nxt since they brought that up so you you know what he's doing what what he's doing is he's doing one of these overly cinematic like vignettes or whatever where he's like driving 
like it's a Rocky four montage where Rocky's thinking about stuff in the car uh, while they play no easy way out. And he's is driving to be, is it supposed to be a, a rib on the, I haven't seen it. The Matthew McConaughey in, in the Lincoln commercials where he's no. driving around drunk with an inner monologue. Okay. No, it's something else. It's something else. I don't know what okay. they're ripping off, but it's something. And then, so he's driving or it's, or it's just generic. So he, he's driving, he pulls up to this bonfire that's going on in the woods and he gets out and that's where they leave us. Then the next week, they kind of recap the last few seconds of the other vignette to bring us to now. And then he sees like a hooded figure that's standing at the bonfire at the end of the last episode. And then they come oh, face wow. to face. And do you know who the hooded figure has been? I don't. Is it it's me? Baron Corbin. Oh. oh my God. And somehow he's two different heights, even though he's the same person, but somehow he's got, he's shorter than himself. And, uh, and now he's looking at himself like, Oh my God, this is, this is, it's me all along, but not like a mirror just another baron corbin so i'm just riveted i can't wait to see where they go uh tomorrow yeah we're cloning corbin is that what we're cloning doing corbin something? another alliteration <laughs> yes, that's it right clone corbin uh, oh that's oh. Well, what what commit what, to the bit corbin we're gonna think, we're, what is the, let me let me stick to this right <laughs> no this is above our level we can't talk yeah, about this as terrible <laughs> as, as that may be or whatever they're trying to do what if there is a cloning guy who cloned Corbin? And now let's say part three is real Corbin's there face to face with clone Corbin. Clone Corbin stabs real Corbin, fucking murders him, throws him in the fire, burns his body. And now we have clone Corbin going forward in the real Baron Corbin's uh. dead. And then every week, clone corbin dies in some way when another so, clone corbin so, shows so up. it's the so it's the prestige up, yeah you open up a fucking warehouse and there's just a ton not the not prestige or twin brothers somebody has cloned a thousand fucking baron corbins and every week one of them gets killed in some tragic way and like oh my god they kill kenny or whatever anybody's another one fucking comes back be, but we have to kill the first original corbin via clone as well in the next vignette uh well you know it sounds like impact now and then you're gonna have to have a match you have to match with yourself so we can do the ethan page thing again uh yeah, so that, yeah right. definitely yeah. we just totally yeah. rip off impact and <laughs> so the prestige that's not the one which one's the other magician the, one which one's the magician the one where they keep killing the clones every night in the in the in the escape in the escape gimmick the houdini gimmick that's that was the prestige i don't think they were clones they were twin brothers right no, he had a, he had a, he had like, he had a way to like reproduce himself and he, what and he would, I, I the can't. clone would die every night in the water and he would like, uh, and he would come out like, Hey, I escaped, you know, like I made the impossible escape, but the clone gotcha. had to die. Am I and wrong on I'm, that? Chat, I'm, chat can correct me if maybe I'm wrong, I'm but I thought that was the that twist. One. I think it's time uh, to watch the prestige again. Anyway, uh, we should both watch uh, break, it. And... Breakdown on vets, uh, Twitch, you guys, uh, twitch.tv slash opinion haver on the prestige review. Uh, but it, I hope we're not stealing from them. And that that is a completely original idea by us that we can charge them for. hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I can read that one. That's dumb. Uh, former WCW Booker expresses interest in becoming a consultant for WWE 
or AEW. There's uh, only one WCW his... booker I'm interested in. Uh, oh, yeah. During his Tuesdays with Taskmaster podcast, former WCW star and booker Kevin Sullivan asked if you would consider being a consultant for WWE or AEW. He said, of course, because anybody that loves the business and sees what they're doing now, you have to stay relevant. It's like, I don't want to knock my compatriots, but not all the shows sold out. They weren't all hanging from the rafters and everything evolves. Think about this. Again, I'm repeating myself, uh, but that bloodline, people who have gone there and are there, not only did they make the bloodline, they've made everyone around them. Sami Zayn took 20 giant steps when he was involved with them. I really like watching him, how he's moving his hands, his expressions. Uh, the, that time he said he's not feeling very oozy. <laughs> they were biting their lips, not trying not to laugh. He got raised. Kevin Owens, who I think is a fabulous performer, he got raised. You got Cody in the wings waiting. You got Seth, McIntyre, all these guys that have been raised. Uh, you know the tide comes in and raises all boats. That's what they've done. Well, when we were doing the NWO, we were slaughtering baby faces, and they were coming up to me saying, you know, I think they're really from New York. So, yeah, I'd love to do some consulting. <laughs> uh, I mean, I just was uh, – Lucky enough to work uh, in Canada at, G at uh, Great Northern Wrestling up there. And uh, Kevin Sullivan is the lead booker uh, up there. So it was cool. You, you, you like my match, very simple and, and comedy-wise. GGP really stole the show, put on a fucking banger up there. Um, but we had a great time. And just to be able to be coached and take notes from Kevin Sullivan, like I said, I turned around drank a, a, a six pack of Molson and told me he doesn't know a fucking thing. That's what I did. No, <laughs> I shut the fuck up and I said, thank you very much. And is there any finishes that are old school that nobody's doing that are like a really super heel thing? And he gave me one that I really want to do with Congo Kong before uh, I start my own bonfire and throw my boots in him. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but just to be able to be in a guy's presence with that level of knowledge and ask for just, you know, please give me one lesson. That was very cool. And again, somebody working remotely, uh, you know, could have, have a good impact on, on a lot of talents, main roster to NXT, like Stevie's doing with the breakdowns as well. So knows his shit. And, uh, it was pretty positive and, and, uh, and cool to me, man, backstage. Well, this is another situation here where we're talking about WWE management, <laughs> whoever those people are. And yeah. you've got a guy like Kevin Sullivan, who's an enormous wealth of knowledge and experience that you could tap into for stuff. And I just don't see, I just don't see anybody up there saying like, God, if only we had Kevin Sullivan here to help us because they, it's same thing with the same thing we're talking about with Stevie Richards. Like, Yes, they should be asking for his help. No, they're not going to. Why? Because they don't think they need any help. They never think they need any help. They don't look at themselves in a position of, um, you know, like, God, we're up against the ropes. We could really use, uh, we could really use to bring in somebody and, and kind of show us everything we're doing wrong. And, you know, it's furthermore, the more money they keep making with these deals, the less they would even be inclined to feel like that. Maybe in the nineties when they were dangerous, dangerously close to going bankrupt, they might've thought about that. But, yeah. um, as soon as, as soon as, um, you know, Russo and Ferrara and the stone cold and rock take off and all that stuff going on, you think they're interested in outside help anymore? No. No. Um, so they're they are just not interested in things that can help them. 
even though Kevin Sullivan could help anybody on any level, just whether it's something personal to you, Ben, like with a piece of advice or a finish, or whether it's a larger scale, people don't maybe realize during that like 90s period there, uh, Kevin Sullivan was like the booker for WCW, like not yeah. just a booker, but like the booker. And he was like, well, he, he, he didn't he, if I'm again, check and correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't he come up with the dungeon of doom because Hulk Hogan was coming into the company and they needed to give him a heel parade like they used to back in the eighties. So yeah. he's like, all right, here's all the guys he used to work with. And now they have funny gimmicks and you know, he's not an earthquake. Think, he's a shark. I think and... Rip, Rip was work, was booking the house shows at that time. A lot of times Sullivan would be doing TV and Rip was booking house shows. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, it's not like the guy doesn't know. And he was down no. in Florida with all, you know, with Eddie Graham, which is probably where he learned the majority of his finishes um, mm -hmm. and, and things like that around that time. So, you know, anything that Kevin Sullivan has in his brain could be useful to anybody else in the WWE, even though they're doing like a completely different style of thing than, than Kevin was doing back then. But all this shit still works if you put it in the right place with the right people. Yeah, everything old is new again. Um, Mick Foley wouldn't sign a new WWE Legends contract unless a certain condition was met. Oh, my. Hmm. Uh, during a Mattel discussion panel at San Diego Comic-Con, uh, the three faces of Mick Foley elite action figure set was revealed and Foley stated the following. He says, I have actively wished for this and was hoping for it. I even drew a line in the sand when it came to my legends deal. I told my manager, I'm not re-signing another legends deal unless I have a guarantee that they're doing some type of three faces of Foley thing. I guess I don't need to worry about that now. This is really great. So for all you action figure collectors, you're going to get uh, Cactus Jack dude love uh and mankind uh they, they never did that before i don't think they did i know they had uh a cactus jack limited edition figure because i sold i i had gotten one uh this one i you know before i was in the biz and was fucking trying to do the toy collection thing way early when it first came out so whenever that was uh that legend series and i i sold that uh online for 120 dollars for after buying it for 14 because that was, I think they only made like 10,000 of the Cactus Jack ones. So mm. um, that was a nice little flip. And, uh, but now I'm sure they're going to mass produce this one. So, hmm. all right. Um, but yeah, he wasn't going to resign a Legends contract if it wasn't for all the toys. That's a strange. Is he just saying, well, is he just, is he just saying that tongue in cheek, like as a, as a joke on the podcast and yeah, people are taking know. that I, as, as, I think that's another, you know, while we're on that subject real briefly, I just want to say that that's another issue when we were going back talking about the LA night thing and all these other things. Um, when people, the, the, the blurring of the lines where the business is totally exposed now, if anybody even wants to try to be in character or like just a little bit, the way MJF does on one of these things, maybe they want to answer questions in a certain way to keep people guessing and stuff. Now, because the business is so exposed, people are going to take a lot of more things at face value when the people are really kind of working. So it can cause right. some issues there. If, oh. if Mick Foley is just casually joking around saying, I wasn't going to sign my legends deal, but they, they met my demands. Then that's the kind of humor that Mick Foley has. Right. But, but mm -hmm. if someone sees that they might take it like, Oh, what a, 
what a what a juicy bit of gossip there <laughs> no you're absolutely right it might have been tongue-in-cheek that way but i just wanted to get it out there to say hey if you're yeah. a fucking collector then uh pre-order now i i got mr socko and i don't need the toys um <laughs> former aew star brian pillman jr says a huge opportunity is coming up in his career um at a virtual science it's a tough business it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll but being here today and getting in the reminiscence on some of my past moments my career has really cheered me up and put me in a position where i'm excited for the future there's a lot to come can't speak on it right now it's kind of in the works right now i've got a huge moment a huge opportunity coming up in my career to continue making memories continue with my new gear ideas and sharing my idea of pro wrestling with all of you uh, in a virtual sign, he put that over. Uh, he worked out down in Florida, and then dirt sheets were like, he's not getting signed, which, and then four days later, he's moving to Florida at the end of the fucking month. So that's them doing a public tryout and then not wanting the sheets to talk about it. So they flushed some bullshit information that he's not getting signed while they were actually signing him. And now I guess he's going at the end of the month or whatever. Good for him. Awesome. There's tons of value on him. And uh, hopefully he kicked out from whatever, uh, you know, was holding him back in AEW. And uh, he can stay on the straight and narrow and and really start to make his career. Uh, I think there's plenty of money there. I just yeah. um, not sure if we could go down the same road of crazy Brian Pillman or which way we should do things with him out of the gate. We should start with clone Corbin. And just go from there. <laughs> I like that that points. Um shit. I skipped this one. Uh, uh Vince McMahon, yeah. Has reportedly grown to be a fan. I'm growing to be a fan of LA Knight and is expecting a big push after SummerSlam. I probably should have read this earlier at the top of the show. Uh, but Twitter accounts, uh, better wrestling experience says. Uh, the department knows what LA Knight is capable of, but the strategy was always to go by the system and not just break it suddenly because a town is abruptly over. That's why patience is key. Uh, and according to Keller on his night, why Knights hasn't been pushed sooner. He says Knight has a long running reputation for rubbing people the wrong way behind the scenes and just being bad at backstage politics. Those who know him will tend to like him. And some of them have spoken up on his behalf when, uh, night gives a bad first impression so, so this is literally what evidence. you read at the top right like yeah, that yeah quote? sorry I, okay. yeah but i don't know where it says vince is a fan of him now i'm sure vince probably didn't know who he was and saw him walk by on some b12 and went god damn pal who's that son of a bitch right, right. like uh yeah. No, there. Um, sorry to repeat myself. I just saw Vince McMahon in the headlines. Uh, and let's see. Changes to SmackDown were made uh, due to talent reportedly being pulled for medical reasons uh, via Mike Johnson, via Paul Heyman, PW Insider. Says uh, word uh, making the rounds at SmackDown is the reason there were some changes scheduled plans tonight is for medical reasons. One version making the rounds is that there were COVID positives or talents who were at least in the direction with someone who tested positive during the SmackDown Charlotte defeated EO sky was attacked by Oscar afterwards. It was believed that EO was originally supposed to have a match against Zelina Vega. Um, I'm glad they did the segment they did, but Stevie and I'll break all that down on the SmackDown review. Very strange segment. So it, it is uh, interesting of why they might've done something different here. There is no sick. Oh yeah. COVID's back, bro. Get me Thunderdome. Uh, y'all, uh, 
uh what was it the the um oh yeah just going back to the la night thing again and Mm -hmm. but it's on it's on smackdown right it's like people think that it's like uh the way they're talking about it's like a either or like you have you either have to push la night and throw all your plans in the garbage or you you just job him out and make him look terrible that's what they've chosen to do if you don't want to push the guy into the spots that you already have other people slotted into why don't you just have him go over somebody that you're not using just so he can show his face say a catchphrase or two get a quick win and 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 wave to the fans and all this other stuff like that's what you do when you're not ready to do the thing with the guy you want to do the thing with down the road you give him a positive appearance like hey look who it is you don't just job him out to people or have him be in a contenders match and lose or or other things you just you you just have them make the appearance shake the hands kiss the babies and then fuck off and then when it's time then it's time but instead like i said they're wiping their feet on him on purpose just to just just because of people like us who are saying wow la Knight's cool he's getting over that's why they're doing it it's not because you don't have to go to either extreme you can there is a middle ground yeah i would like to see with covid them you remember uh the boy in the plastic bubble like they could get those plastic bubbles that you could walk around in like a hamster oh, yeah. one and that's we just put people who i've tested or even possibly tested for covid inside those and they still have to come to work and walk around in the arena in one of those oh, i think nice. that'd be excellent and oh. get somebody going down the ramp and we'll fucking launch them stevie uh stevie richard's fitness review uh, request uh one of those bubble things that you walk around in i want to i want to review i want to review and then i want a uh, year down the road review how does it hold up you know when you're rolling outside like does the does the plastic actually Christ. wear he down is, and pop yeah he is stevie christ so he could be walking on water mm-hmm. with that just roll right across how does it roll in sand how does it roll on grass how's it roll on asphalt i want to know yeah. all these different things i'm considering buying one <laughs> um he, he'll get one for free uh just based mm-hmm. off this alone seth round two stories left uh first one seth round says his real life beef with fellow star matt riddle has been settled uh it's no secret that seth rounds and matt riddle have had their differences in the past the two stars were embroiled in a heated program last summer that brought some real life aspects to tv after comments made by riddle's ex-wife about becky lynch a number of years ago there was animosity behind the scenes and rounds was never too fond of the former UFC prodigy. Uh, but following uh, a months-long feud last year, rounds revealed that both sides are now on better terms, and the current WWE uh, World Heavyweight Champion isn't one to hold grudges. says, things that happened outside of here, that is what it is. He apologized, and we met at fences. He told Impulsive. Uh, I don't write anybody off. I'm not like one of those guys like, no second chances, you do wrong by me, I hate you forever. I'm not that stubborn. It's not that serious unless you do some really nasty stuff. Everyone makes mistakes, and I'm all about forgiveness, second chances, what have you. I will give you the benefit of the doubt. He was a big man about it and came forward and apologized, and we were able to work together, and I'm happy for that. So, um, yeah, man, I I hope Riddle can kind of get out from under the thumb of, you're going to eat shit, pal, right? Like uh, his whatever it was with cancel culture and Me Too speaking out movement, he took the whip in there. That's kind of, I think, what might have kicked that off uh, and then got over with Randy and and all that shit. And then the rehab stuff and, you know, kind of getting with the adult film stars and all that. And now his girlfriend, who was an adult film star, is going to be having a, a kid with... 
I, you know, I'm not here to judge anybody's stuff, but you got, I think he's got three kids with his ex too. Like that's a lot for a guy on the road, bro. And I'm sure he wants to be as good of a dad as he can. And, you know, at the same time you're coming off of rehab stuff and you're putting yourself in an industry or around an industry that is very dangerous and controversial and may not be the best if you're trying to stay sober, I guess. But, um, the, the visual of that to the office is what could fuck you over more. You know what I mean? And and then who knows you're in some Jeff Hardy situation or whatever it is, dude. So we're kind of, we're kind of still juggling chainsaws here, you know, hoping not to get cut. So uh, let me get this straight. What is Riddle was a big man about what uh, his wife talking shit? I, I missed uh, what what, what I the guess, deal. Was. I, I, I forgot about the, the thing with him and Seth was. Yeah, with with oh well, I remember the segment where they sat down via remote. Right, they weren't in the same spot yeah. right, in the arena or whatever. He went looking for him, and uh, but that was like some real digs of his wife going at him from the speaking out movement. I can't remember what Riddle's wife said about Becky Lynch or anything like that. I'm not sure. Well, I thought, I thought that you know. I thought that TV spot was a work though. I mean, they got a, they went to business for themselves on live TV. Uh, it I would be in I, huge trouble. Yeah. But they, they might've agreed that like, let's get fucking personal with it because you could see riddles reaction was more genuine. And Seth was getting the over guy. Fuck you in on him. Now it could have been scripted that way, but I don't, see from their performances mm. in other times <laughs> it's lived up to that level of realism you know so we'll see well, tip, a, tip, a tip for all you guys just uh if you're gonna have to talk shit about somebody personal on tv uh hopefully your relationship is good enough you can clear it with them ahead of time just so you can yeah. avoid any sort of entanglements yeah man i just think that uh I mean, I don't know. Riddles uh, reached out before to us uh, based off of clips Kaz has put out there and, and thanked because a lot of people weren't behind him and tearing him down, you know. And, you know, the guy's got tons of money written on him, but if he's got a lot of domestic stuff going on, you, you know, and now all eyes are on you after you're getting out of rehab and then you're still kind of going down the road you were on beforehand, that's tough. And right now they have him losing clean. And I feel like that's definitely a, you got to eat shit for a while, pal. Like that kind of fucking comeback. So, and we have, well, that's that. true, but losing clean to Walter is not the same as like no. what they're doing to LA Knight or anything, you know? Sure. 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 Yeah. He's going to, they're going to give you a, a good match regardless. Those guys are fucking phenomenal workers. Um, but we'll see. I hope he doesn't, uh, have more drama based off of, the people he may be surrounding hey, this, himself this with. guy is going to have drama one way or another if he stays clean he's going to have drama with all these women and kids if he you know it, it's always if or if he gets all his women and kids in order and and the the uh the the drugs are off the table then it's going to be the wrestling politics like this the guy the guy will just he's a, he's a lightning rod for this stuff so for better or worse seems like a cool guy but um you know, some people just are those kind of people. Where the hell's Boogs? God damn it. That's what we're looking for. Shredomatic 6000. Uh, and uh, this was uh, some stooge report from, uh, I want to stooge him off, but uh, <laughs> uh, on the uh, Light the Fuse, you guys check that out. Uh, some strange things going on with uh, what I'm calling the new Cobra Kai uh, of um, 
I thought that was Lacey Evans' of, hat. Of, of AEW. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I scrapped that story, too. Uh, but, yeah, the, the new Cobra Kai of, hey, I had problems with the elites, and then I got my own show, and I'll surround myself with other over guys to try and act like a locker room leader, but I'm really a fucking bully, and uh, we'll see how that goes. Like, they're going to expose themselves over and over and over again. They just can't – they can't turn it off inside that Florida bubble. So – We'll see how things go there. We'll we'll keep an eye on that uh, from the inside and not stooge off our pipeline. But at the same time, there's there's things going on in that collision locker room already, already. Then <laughs> uh, uh, here's one that's not going to go down in the locker room after last week. They said it was going down in the locker room. Vet Booker T, you might have heard of him, sucker. Uh, says his fight with Ryback is off. And he's oh. disappointed in him. Oh. Uh, after formally accepting Ryback's invitation for a fight, WWE Hall of Famer Booker T has now called it off. Initially, Ryback requested that he and Booker square off in a Bellator-style fight. But even upon accepting the offer, Booker noted that he was step- skeptical of the idea of anyone credible sanctioning their fight. Instead, Booker insisted that the two meet it meet in an on-site forum, meaning if they happen to cross paths in public somewhere, they have the green light to initiate combat. <laughs> During the latest episode of the Hall of Fame podcast, though, it was revealed why Ryback versus Booker T is now canceled. He says, I was listening to Ryback talk, and he said he wanted to get paid for the fight, so you want somebody to set it up, and he'll fight me, and it'll be Ryback versus WWE, and I represent WWE. I don't know why WWE came into this. This is supposed to be between be between Ryback and I. It's supposed to be hand-to-hand. It's supposed to be like back in the day. I'm talking about two gunslingers back in the day. Ten paces and bang. I thought that was going to be something (laughs) like that, but now he's talking about getting paid and this, that, and whatnot. So uh, while Ryback was adamant about getting paid for potential match against Booker, Booker reiterated that he was only interested in what he described as a one-minute knockdown between himself and Ryback one that would ultimately result in them being pulled apart. Uh, so they want to fight in Charlotte airport in front of the Chick-fil-A instead of fucking possibly making a hundred grand each. Like to me, this is Booker having to save some face after WWE. Somebody goes, why the fuck are you selling for Ryback right now? And we needed it <laughs> out to call it off after he said yes, last week that the heat came down. What do you think of that? Why? <laughs> Why would you have needed the WWE intervene on your behalf? Why don't you? Yeah, John. What is Bellator style? What the yeah. fuck is Bellator style? Yeah, it's it's different. It's different. It's a different shape yeah. cage. They got different. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it. Yeah, maybe uh, higher. It age doesn't group. matter. It doesn't. It could have been a double knockout, and sadly, Seldomato will still send it to the cards. That's what <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we don't have unified rules in MMA, but I, I think, <laughs> yeah, like, why would you need, why would you need anybody to tell you if if I didn't know about this whole thing? I remember hearing about them talking. I watched Stevie Ray when he had Ryback on with him, and I yeah, listened I to them that talk was about diffuse it. Yeah, yeah, and and then and then all of a sudden now I didn't hear anything else, and now I hear this shit about. First of all, why is is Ryback just does, does Ryback know that? He would get his shit pushed in in a fight with Booker T. Does he know that? And he's just saying like, well, let's just like you're saying, let's do it for charity. Let's let's get it. That's interesting. 
I'm, uh, well, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm asking. I'm asking Booker you, like, T at age. At, I don't. I think Ryback would fucking tune up Booker right now, just based on age and size alone, bro. Front face lock and the power of Ryback. I'm not saying Booker don't know how to fight. He fucking whoops some ass. They very well could go the other way with a one, you know, hook to the jaw and down. But the fact that they're like, we got all this heat. We're going to fucking throw down in an airport bathroom and and nobody's going to see it or tape it is ridiculous. You know, like we, you wanted it that and then to be like, they don't even want this fight. They go, yeah, we're we're workers. Of course, I would want to make money off of a shoot fight with heat off of two wrestlers. So for Booker to kind of be like, nah, now it's off. Is the office putting pressure on him? And also Booker doing what we talked about at the top of this shit with whether me calling out Bobby and Shepard or fucking uh, Larry Dallas, he's selling, right, to some degree for somebody he shouldn't be selling for. And but he's at least he's laying down a line in the sand going fights on. And but then the week later fights off where I'm like fights fucking on. Did they accept yet? <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's think that's it. I think it's what you said. I think he may have had some intention of entertaining this foolishness. And then the office was like, no, you're not. <laughs> you're under contract with us and you're not doing that. Um, but yeah, mm, yeah. just just yeah. The, the uh, no I if if this was like if if this was Ryback doing like a, a charity situation where he's like trying to raise money for something and this is some way that he thought of that would be a good way to do it um yeah. then okay then I can see that making some sort of sense but he also wants to be uh, you know Goldberg's retirement match or he's putting him out out there to make a comeback he's saying he's ready and he's healthy and he he wants everybody to think that you know, despite some of the tweets that he's made in the past that he's not a fucking insane lunatic. And then when you go ahead and do kind of shit like this, you know, it's not helping your case. Like you're a little schizophrenic with what you're saying. You're a little all over the place, you know, maybe just calm down a little yeah. bit, but maybe that's the desperation of sort of being blackballed from uh, the industry for whatever reason. Uh, and Booker T's engaging with somebody that's blackballed. He shouldn't be doing that just by the code of, the industry blackballing somebody like right, just for right. that reason alone like you shouldn't right. be doing it um so i don't know what to think but i guess you it's just never too late to be surprised about stuff in this crazy <laughs> business absolutely not actually i, I uh, have a follow-up on that story of exactly what they want no bread no water just meat that's all he wants that's all he needs and that's why you feed feed him more that's why it goes down. Uh, but y'all, uh, man, interesting of you want it, you want to pay off that heat. Let's pay it off. Uh, just kidding. Don't want to pay it off. <laughs> all right. Uh, so the, the office rules out all the time, man. And the boys uh, get emotional and they want to want to fucking throw it down for real. Let them throw it out. I just think that it's not wise to do it in a fucking <laughs> you know steak and shake fucking well <laughs> bookers bookers from bookers from now follow me on this one bookers from texas i think houston yeah. uh larry dallas do you think they no, were hanging out having a no. few uh drinks and maybe what do you uh, think about that? and he Ryback, sobered up he sobered up and was like yeah no i don't know what i was thinking ryback versus booker larry dallas versus di and me versus fucking body and shepherd and on a on a card 
um, well, whatever you charge, it won't be enough. <laughs> and we gave it away for free uh, here today at Ben I mean YouTube channel. Thanks to uh, our super sticker senders, right? Because we're remonetized on YouTube. Yeah, uh, and yeah, so that's uh, it's been an interesting week. We'll see for how long. Uh, I just put up uh, three uh, new five dollar face slaps, number sixty nine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, that was uh, a lady, woman. right? Yeah, the yeah. Lady? yeah. Uh, seventy and seventy one are up there as well. Who will be uh, virgin number seventy two? Uh, to get slapped we'll find out here soon enough on august 12th where i'll be in utica new york we're gonna have a big pay-per-view for immortal championship wrestling our first from the new nexus center beautiful new facility with teddy longs in the house playa and uh enzo amore s-a-w-f-t cheeseburger jora joel uh and more stars to be announced man so uh, going to be a really big show for Immortal. I know there's some HMG members, Russo brand subscribers, making the long trip from Jersey, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, and some from Canada coming across to come check that show out. But it will be on pay-per-view, and Blaze Ram and I will be defending our tag team championships. Thank you, Frank, for the $5 sticker on the way out as well, man. Frank, I know he's got his front row tickets. He'll be there with his family uh, looking to see me be victorious and uh, get my revenge on all the conspirers against me. And uh, maybe even, maybe I'll do my kiss on Kayla on pay-per-view. Won't that be something special? Because uh, she only lasted 67 seconds with uh, Britt Baker. I can last yeah. longer than 67 seconds, Fat. Well, she just wanted to check her mouth and make sure that it was in kissing shape with that uh, <laughs> with the lockjaw there. So Boys, that was a little just hands-on uh hands-on yeah. inspection yeah i should I, I might tweet that and thank her but i'm i'll thank you for that great you content can have right it. there you can have <laughs> uh but y'all uh, we'll be here all week guys i'll be putting up shows i know there's some uh issues for some people with log in with channelattitude.com uh with mm -hmm. uh email to jeff so we can check your passwords and uh, you might need to refresh an rss feed we mm -hmm. switch servers and uh and uh, be able to expand uh, the brand uh, add more shows we couldn't before, so that's what is going down there. I just re-upped the Podbean account on HMG, so I'll put up some uh, new uh, what's not Garden of Eden. I always want to call it that. Doctor Jeff Lippman show of Doom. Uh, Garden of Doom, and uh, the Wednesday locker rooms up there. Love having oh. those guys back together again, man. Uh, for free shows that way. Uh, if, if money's tight, we try and roll out a little bit for you guys. And as always, some extra free bonuses here before I um, make them private. We're 33 strong. We are up to 49. So I imagine people had coffee break or whatever it is to, to go to. But mm -hmm. thank you for kicking off your Monday with us. Vet, what do you got going down this week? I know Impact Attack, next level review. What else, pal? Oh, yeah. Impact Attack is tonight. As we nice. record this, so it is that's going to be 6 30 p.m. Pacific time if you want to join us on YouTube, Twitch, and that is 9 30 p.m. Eastern time if you don't want to do math. And that is a phone call or something. That was that's my can of biz partner. I got to call him. All right, me. business. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to wrap this up here, but yes, you can find me there every uh Wednesday, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern with Big Ray Hernandez for the next level wrestling review. Ben, you've got to tell uh, since the Wednesday locker room boys are back, and I've seen Strangler Steve in the Friday locker room, maybe yeah. you'll have to convince him to stop in because for whatever reason, Ray's convinced that he doesn't want anything to do with us, and I just don't believe Big Ray. I think 
Strangler, Strangler Steve loves me and would love to be on our show. And he would tolerate Big Ray for that. So <laughs> pass the word along and uh, and and let's let's get Steve on there. But we're also working on Charles Hammer Evans and many other people to, to join us. So check it out and you'll never know who might show up uh, on the Next Level Wrestling Review. Um, as Very for cool me, episode of the A Show with uh, Big Ray in April uh mm -hmm. and uh, a ufo uh expert on there as well i gotta sit through and listen to all that i only saw a couple clips but uh very very cool content over there with the a show with april Hunter. yeah you want to you want to see some interesting and unique guests you got to check out the a show they've always got some interesting mm -hmm. person on or whatever and uh so let's see what else do we have here um of course wrestling with rip rogers every friday you can mm -hmm. check that out this past week uh, we had a little visit from matt striker your teacher so nice. Ben, you know a little something about Mass Striker, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I remember actually one of the first uh, spec things I wrote was for him and Mason Rage because Rage mm -hmm. was a teacher too, and uh, I wanted him to be like Vice Principal Rage, where Matt Striker's the principal, and then he just unleashes Rage on somebody, and they fucking power bomb the shit out of him, and <laughs> whatever it is. Uh, I thought that would have been a good tag together to build off the teacher shit, but uh, mm -hmm. great, to, great to have him on there, man. That guy's done it all in ring and producer and mm -hmm. uh, you know and work the mark job as a teacher so uh right. good commentator yeah, for sure check 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 him out he was uh doing commentary for impact when i first jumped on mm -hmm. the impact attack so yeah so yeah um big fan of mass striker and that was a good show so check out check out rip von lilas and mass striker on uh, wrestling with rip rogers on youtube easy to find free for everyone so mm -hmm. check that one out and of course we already talked about stevie richards a little bit at the top but we could Absolutely. do a little bit more more um you know in addition to all the patreon wrestling breakdowns and stuff like that he's got a youtube channel for that he's got his fitness youtube channel he's got product reviews he's got health updates he's got uh, so many he's Steve got Richards sex appeal you, you can't, can't teach that now. right he's got he, sex appeal yeah, we're talking about that Florida, you know, thing. Is he is he training for a comeback? Let's start that rumor. Like, yeah, let's, uh, let's they, maybe they are bringing him to NXT to do hands-on uh, breakdowns. Yeah, so right, you right. Would never know. But uh, but yeah, everything that Stevie's up to, you're gonna check that out. Instagram, uh, Stevie Richards posting throwback stuff. He's got the one of one of the things I like been on the uh, what is it on his, on his wrestling breakdown when he did one. That he said he's gonna start making it a series uh, called. Um, uh what is it uh how does it feel yeah, and yeah this first one was how does it feel to get skip to take the thumbtacks right so yeah yeah so he he talked he talked about uh, a lot about the spot um and the thumbtacks and everything else like that so that, mm -hmm. that'll be interesting to see what else he what else he how does it feel because see where just does some shit yeah uh, so feel we'll, to get we'll a fucking railing dropped on your throat <laughs> not good yeah, uh, yeah. so well y'all so, he's yeah, putting out all it. that great content man great plugs man. absolutely and check mm -hmm. him out on his own twitch twitch.tv slash opinion haver doing mm -hmm. uh the game opinion haver on all social medias all, uh all instagram whatever it mm -hmm. is and the vet says uh, or excuse me the hammer says he'll join you vet uh for oh. next level review so definitely so look says. forward to having another great veteran voice with charles the hammer evans we had johnny Publix in the house stevie richards uh my man uh, charles the hammer evans as well as all the hardcore hmz soldiers john hartman john yeah. hartman 
Yeah, Johnny Publix, baby. Uh, but y'all, uh, we'll be here all week. Keep cranking out the shows. Check us out for the live watch-alongs, Master Shoot Theater, Raw and SmackDown review on the Russo brand side, and more wrestling than anybody really needs to fucking listen to. It's Hacker Hameen and the Vet, your Monday locker room infidels. Y'all, law. Bye.